0: Spirit you take over from my strength from my strength from within me Spirit, Spirit you take, take over from within me from within me from, from within, within me Spirit you take over from within me from within me uh, from, from within Myself, I have tried by my energy. You take over oh, from within me, from within me, spirit, you take. Over. You have prayed prayer from within me now, from within me, spirit, you take. Seed, you have sown seed. Holy Ghost, help me. From within me, Spirit, you take. I've gone to men for help, but from within me tonight. From within me, Spirit, you take. Ah, ah, from within me, from within me. From within me. Mm -hmm. from within me from within me from somebody now for help. Look at somebody now for help. Precious Holy Ghost, look at somebody now for help. Holy fire. Holy fire. angels are singing, you, you are walking, oh Lord, they are singing. singing you are walking. you are shared testimonies tonight while you were on your IT the Lord kept you, the Lord preserved you while you went for holiday the Lord kept you, there are testimonies you cannot even share, there are testimonies you have not even thought that they are testimonies angels are singing oh You for guiding us yet again to yourself, receive our glory, receive our thanksgiving. The testimonies are of the wonders of Jesus Christ, the wonders of your work, the wonders of your power. Receive all the glory. These testimonies they are permanent, Jesus. Many more of this kind, many more greater than this kind. In the name of Jesus, angels that are released for today's meeting, begin to do the master's bidding in the name of Jesus. You can have your seat in heavenly places. I'd like you to greet someone by your left, greet someone by your right. Tell him you're welcome again to another miracle service. Hallelujah. We'll just get down to the meat of the matter. Amen. I just want to so that we we'll pray briefly and then we'll go. Just very, the Holy Ghost will help me to be very brief. I want to tell us something about... Something I've coined and captioned. When you write the vision down. When you write the vision down. Hallelujah. How many of us were around for the workers retreat? Can I see you wave your hand to Jesus? I was around for the workers retreat. Hallelujah. All right. So more than 98% of this house were there for the workers retreat. Okay. So can we just jog our memory again about the vision of the church without looking. Can we go? One, two, go. Hallelujah. Alright, the mission. Hallelujah. Appreciate yourself, appreciate yourself. But you know what I've noticed? People that, that, that were around for the first retreat and travel, they've forgotten it. People that were not there in this. There was a second retreat for you that are just coming back. There was a, a second one. Initially, the people that attended the second one thought it was bad, but they are now seeing Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So, you were intimated on the church vision. You were taught about it. You learned it. You even recited it. And most of you began to appreciate it more than it's just being a decoration on the wall. Hallelujah. We're now taught about why the vision is there. But there is something that repeats itself in both the vision, the mission, and the goal. I don't know if anybody noticed. Can someone tell me? I just like someone to say it from... Life, uh, you, are, you, are, you will be a good detective if you're a detective. That puzzle repeated itself in the vision repeated itself in the mission and it was there for you that did not know don't worry now you have seen life and destiny and so everything that god has put chapel of praise on this campus and on the face of the earth for is at the end of the day revolving around protecting preserving and serving lives and destinies hallelujah and destiny is just a word coined from destination destiny is a word coined from destination you are not in the university because you wouldn't have something you are doing at all most of you were working before you even came here but to aid in your to facilitate that you reach your destination well and smoothly you came to the university in the journey of life so that that destination will be a good one you arrive in a good place and so your life and destiny is not just the air you are breathing. Your destiny is not just when you grow old and become a father or become a CEO or something or something or something. Everything you are doing now accumulates and lands you at your destiny. If you are reading electrical engineering, for instance, and then in, a, in an alternate universe, you are reading geology. The two destinies, though they be the same person, I'm doing metaphysics now. Alternate universe. You follow in Jesus' name. The same person living in two different realities will not have the same destiny. Same genetic makeup, same human body cannot have the same destiny because he's following a different journey. Hallelujah! And so the theme or the topic for tonight is: When you write down the vision. You wrote it down in your notes. You recited it. You were excited that you could remember it. You were excited that you could remember the mission. You were excited that you even knew the goal now. You were overjoyed. But when you have written it down, what will now happen after that? Hallelujah. You are here under the sound of my voice. And while the teachings were going on, you were beginning to see a physical picture of how that you were inadequate as far as what God wants you to do was. Don't wave your hand. You are here. Just wave your hand in your spirit while you were being taught. You began to see, Hi, I'm not really doing enough. As far as what God has for the church that I'm planted in, as far as what God has for the choir that I'm serving in is concerned, what I'm doing does not even measure up to 10 or 15 percent. And I believe that was the basis or the criteria for your brokenness. As at the time you were broken during that meeting, hallelujah, if you were even broken at all. And if you even made a commitment to God during that meeting, it was because of the revelations you had at that time, at that moment, at that point. Because I'm here to tell you something about vision and when you write it down, about mission and about goals, very briefly, as the Holy Ghost will help me. Because I will just draw a picture from Abraham. God gave Abraham a vision, his own vision. He gave Abraham a goal and he gave him a mission. This is what I want you to do. And then the man followed the template in order that he will arrive where God wanted him to arrive. And we'll just look at Abraham, oh, sorry, Moses, rather, not Abraham, Moses, and then David. Amen. So Habakkuk 2, verse 2 is the anchor scripture. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 and 3. Habakkuk 2, verse 2. And he says, okay, go down. All right, And the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tablets that he may run that readeth it. Three. For the vision is not for now, it is for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. though it tarry. Wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not... Oh, speak back. It will not... Hallelujah. And so God showed you a picture of who he would like you to be. That was what caused your revered brokenness. Amen many of you may not have even been in the retreat it may have been when you encountered jesus for the first time and then you were utterly broken in your heart and you now say jesus i surrender i surrender you were crying and you surrendered your life and you repeated those that phrase that was a vision that god showed you that your life now is not what i actually intended and you now surrendered hallelujah write the vision down it is not for now that thing he showed you is not for now. It is for an appointed time. And if you read too, he says, whoever will see it, I will show you the vision and what you will do with that vision is that you will run. And when you have reached the end of that race, that is when that vision will begin to actualize. So you will be in gross error if after the euphoria of the retreat you just experienced, if after the hot and thick prayers that you you engage in during that retreat, or after you received Christ, that that, that halo of purity, of holiness that was just there, you were foolish to think that that is what will now carry you. Will, that thing, that feeling you had will carry you and will now take you there. Because G- God in his understanding and his wisdom carefully instructed Habakkuk the prophet and he told him, you will think this vision is lying, but it's not lying. You will think the vision is fake, but it's not fake. Because he knew that it, the vision will, will tarry, definitely. The vision will tarry. It will not come Instantly. And so, you prayed yesterday night, perhaps. Or you prayed the first day of the retreat. After that, you were charged with the Lord and You went to and you could not sleep. You were just rotating on the bed and you were praying and you were praying. Perhaps in your prayer time, you got up to pray and you were energized to pray. And you were, can I shock you? After three days, after four days, after five days, I won't electrocute you. I will just shock you, small. After seven days, you will not pray again. Because the vision is for an appointed time. The vision is not for now. You see the vision of the church? If after that you I begin to tell you the vision and I charge you about pointing humanity to their uh, or to to to, to glorious destiny if i begin to energize you and charge you about it charge you about it after now you'll be so quick in your spirit you go out and win three souls you go out and do four five six evangelism three four five days seven days eight days the next week you will not do it again because when the discouragements that come with the euphoria begin to come you will think the vision is a lie you will think the mission is fake and is impossible. You will think that you don't have what it takes. You, in fact, you will see. This one will not be thinking. You will see that you don't have what it takes. Hallelujah. Is somebody following. And so you felt strength. You felt discontent when the vision was being shown to you. But you thought that the vision alone will carry you. But it says the vision and the purpose of it is that when you see it, continually you will continue to run because the vision is not for now but for an appointed time hallelujah exodus chapter 3 verse 4 let me show you about moses exodus chapter 3 and verse 4 is it on the screen all right We'll read it together. So, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is the holy ground. Moses said, Moreover, this is now the Lord, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. And I have heard their cry because of their tax masters, for I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing. This is the vision. This is the vision statement. God was giving heaven's vision for Israel. They are perishing in Egypt. I've come to take them out of there. And the vision and destination is that they will go to a land flowing with milk and with honey hallelujah that was the vision now therefore behold okay let me jump to 10 jump to 10 3 verse 10 and god now said come now therefore i will send you to pharaoh god has given him a sub that's now a mission hallelujah he gave him a vision This is what I want to, this is the destination I'm looking to arrive with you. Hallelujah. You are here under the sound of my voice and God said from your birth, I have ordained you a minister of the gospel. Yes, I hear in my speech that there are such people, both male and female. You are my choice vessel from the womb. And your life has been characterized by ups and downs. In fact, you now, there's nothing that looks like minister in your body there's nothing that looks like church in your body that you are in church self I'm sure you shock people that you even came to church today hallelujah and then God now said the mission I'm giving you is that you will go to Pharaoh hallelujah for the sake of time he gave him a goal and the goal was now go to the elders it's still in that same place three if you go down go to the elders and convince the elders first so he gave the man a big picture he gave him something smaller to do at the meantime your work is to be going to pharaoh be going to pharaoh be going to pharaoh but as you are leaving this place now i want you to to go to the elders and get them hallelujah before chapel received vision mission and goal before anybody here has received a vision for his life before anyone here received a template because when i'm saying vision i'm not i'm not actually meaning that perhaps yesterday during the retreat or when you encountered christ you saw yourself wearing a collar and then laying hands on people if that's what you saw i bless the name of the lord for you but the vision could have also come in discontent of hearts That you were here, and then the ministration of God's word was going on, and you just felt, Lord, I need to draw closer to you. I really need to... I feel I'm not doing enough. I feel that you are disappointed in me. It's also a vision. Hallelujah. Stay and get the mission, and they go. Else, you will know that God wants you to flee from fornication. You will know that God wants you to flee sexual immorality, but you you don't have any other thing that you are holding on to. The vision is is that you will run with it hallelujah but there are things that god is also releasing now for you to use and be walking. i would come here this evening and begin to tell you about the vision of the church amen but if you hear under the sound of my voice I have not yet understood The vision of God for your life. The vision and missions that God is actually committing to your hand. Because as far as you are under the umbrella of chapel of praise, can I tell you something? It can never be different from what God has given the church. Because when you came inside the ecclesia, the church, this structure, the body, not the building now. The structure and the name of it in the spirit was called chapel of praise. Everything that God ordains for chapel of praise flows from the head of Aaron to the beard and down to the skirt. And by privilege, you may be the beard or you may be like me who is at the skate hallelujah and so that same oil that same vision is the same thing that is running through and so you are here and perhaps you are a music minister whatever the visions and the missions and the goal god is going to give you everything will still be tailored to the umbrella that you have found yourself in and if you are one here that does not like sharing the gospel oh i pity you You found yourself in the wrong place no, let me rephrase. You found yourself in the right place, but your flesh will tell you it's a wrong place because you will be hard-pressed to do that which your flesh does not like to do. Hallelujah. But it is to the end that God's desire for you will come out. Hallelujah. We will still see something. And then I said, you began by feeling inadequacy. You began by feeling incompetent, as it were. When the vision was displayed, Moses also felt the same thing. Verse 11. Verse 11 of that scripture. And Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children? And this was the place that you will say Moses did um, repentance. Oh Lord, I've seen how weak I am. I've seen how powerless I am. But the Lord now answered him in verse 12. Please, verse 12. And he said, I will be with you and I will give you a token. This will be the token that you will take amen and then something very important please pay attention to this part now this is how visions missions and goals actually come into being this is how the energy to run and not get tired at the end of the day come verse 13 to 15 media are you there verse 13 to 15 we will now go verse 13 one and god said to him behold i come unto the when i come to the when you go to the children of Israel say to God of your fathers has sent you, and they will say to me, "What is His name? What shall I say unto them?" Okay, 14. And God answered. God began to school this man. He gave him a broad picture. He gave chapel of praise a big picture. The enthronement of our Lord Jesus Christ as sovereign king over lives and destinies on campus. The big picture. You may not have even understood it while God's servant was teaching it. But God is now going to sit you down because he gave a vision. He will sit down and begin to introduce himself to you. So if that does not happen after you have received a vision, friends, you will get tired and you will call that vision a lie. And he said, I am that I am. I am that I am. 15. That is who I sent you. And God said, Moreover, thus shall you say to them, The Lord of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, He has sent me unto you, and this is my name forever, and this is my memorial. This is how I introduce myself. This is my identity unto every generation this is my identity unto every generation the vision of chapel of praise as you are an escrow in the house it is very important as you are a worker that you understand and grasp fully the vision but it will not come by just reading it at first glance there is a revelation that will come by you staying and then after that the God that gave the vision gave you the vision he will begin to reveal himself to you hallelujah are you still paying attention all right chapter 4 now exodus chapter 4 exodus chapter 4 we'll start from verse 1 so god began to change this man outwardly two things happened in that place an outward introduction the fire came and it was an outward introduction a preacher could be standing this way as an outward introduction of god An outward introduction of God calling you to the fullness of Jesus. Calling you to the fullness of your destiny. And you heard and you were converted in your heart. But something needs to happen that is more than that outward one. And it is the inward revelation of Jesus. The inward revelation of the God that you came to outwardly. He saw a burning bush and he came. He did not know that God revealed himself and said, I am that I am to him. He did not also know that God also wants to change that stutter of speech that he had. As we will see 4 verse 1 And Moses answered They will not believe me Those people will not believe anything I say 2 And the Lord said to him What is in your hand? 3 He said it's a rod 3 And he said Cast it to the ground And after he cast it to the ground You know the story even better than I do The rod turned to what? The rod turned to Some people are saying snake Okay snake serpent serpent snake the rod transformed to a snake to a serpent and moses was afraid god began to teach him with signs after god has showed him the revelation of his person god began to build his faith with signs and wonders hallelujah God began to build his faith with signs and wonders. This is why. So that when you reach that place that people begin to doubt you, you will remember, I was holding a stick in my hand. That stick turned to snake. And I held that snake again. The snake turned back to a stick. In your walk with God, it is not just the knowledge of God that you have, but it is the signs that he will show you, That will actually amount for something in the day of trial. Because your faith will need to be hinged on something. Not just the revelation of the knowledge. That will only be head knowledge. That will only believe that is baseless. Because God is not just a God of letters. He's a God that is both letter. You will read of the wondrous work of God. And he will actually do it. And show you that he's God. And so you have even heard of testimonies of people as they came up here. Those testimonies, let me tell you that you have shared testimonies. Those testimonies is not so that you feel happy and you smile and you come and tell people wonderful, you have told people. But can I tell you what God is doing with you? By showing you those signs, it is that you are moving In the process of understanding your vision, your mission, and your goal. And if you are a leader, if you are a worker in the church, that thing is also a call into the deep. He's telling you, you wrote nonsense in your exam. It's not the first time. We have written by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. In fact, let me not say Holy Ghost, by the Spirit, because it's not Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will not make you write A, C, D, E, L. Like you are just filling that place with letters. It does not make sense. People have written exams here and they don't know what they wrote. What they wrote is not in the material. There's no material in this world about that subject that contains what they wrote. But they will now come out. They did not have C, they did not have D, they had B or A. Hallelujah it was not by luck the holy spirit is calling you god is calling you to a place of signs signs is a teaching is a teaching and so when we talk about vision mission he does not give visions and missions to people that don't have head that don't have destiny he gives visions and missions to people that is ready to walk with amen and so when god gives chapel a vision he gives chapel a mission it is an implication you should have even ran before he gave you this thing you should have gone when you realize that he was interested in your voice, when you realize that he was interested in you, or you, you, you should have picked race. Because when you now stopped and looked at that fire and you began you saw the vision, that was the implication of you. Because he said to himself, I'm going to use this guy and he will become useful. The world will use you and you'll be useless. God will use you and you become useful. Hallelujah. And so the revelations began to come. Signs now followed. Not just the sign of the staff. The sign on his own body. But even at that, this man still did not believe. Let's go to 9. Okay. And God, after showing him two signs, said, Even if they don't see, believe these two, Pick up water and pour it on the ground. It will turn to blood. The third sign God gave him. And Moses still had another excuse. While I was studying, the Holy Ghost said, don't worry about the excuse. Focus on what I'm telling you. And then I now looked deeper. And Moses now said, I am a man that cannot speak well. That's 10. I am a man that cannot speak well. I'm not eloquent. People say he was a stammerer. I don't know. I don't understand what eloquent there means in his own. I'm not eloquent in speech. Hallelujah. Now, God is now moving from just an outward appearance. He appeared to the testifiers in an outward manner. Oh, you needed money. There was no way money could come. And all of a sudden, the last minute, money just appeared. All of a sudden, God shocked you with a miracle from outside. And then God is now saying, I'm now ready to begin to walk on your inside i'm now ready to begin to walk on your inside the vision the mission and the goal god gives to his people it will come glamorous like a fire and you will see the fire the minute you turn and look god will appear to you physically outwardly but the intent is that from outside he will begin to affect you and come inside and so he began to show him signs from the outside and then god now wanted to affect moses inside and now said your speech impediment do you know i can i can fix it verse 11 let's see that verse 11 okay lord said unto him who made the mouth or who it? somebody dumb or deaf or to see or to be blind is it not the lord verse 12 now therefore go i will be with your mouth and what i will teach you what you will say i will teach you what you will say hallelujah and so god now said i want to come inside you now you have been doing outside outside things you have been doing outside outside things how when you come and you are praying you are praying and you are energizing yourself but i want to now enter inside and begin to touch things but moses now said no that's not what i want and then the anger of god was kindled We will not go there again we will now move to the man david another man that god gave a mandate Another man that God gave a vision. Another man that God gave a mission. But this one understood that God wanted truth in the inward man. Psalm number 50. 51, rather. Psalm number 51, verse 6. Psalm number 51, verse 6. Okay. It says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So, everything that is happening outside here now, every miracle, every testimony, you are, you, are, you are dreaming dreams. You are seeing visions. God is revealing things to you. You are feeling happy and good about yourself that testimonies are coming. Perhaps you are even confessing sin and the guilt is going and you are feeling good about yourself. But all of this is to one intent. Hallelujah. You are winning souls now. It is good. You are talking to people and they are following you to church. Amen. You are praying for people to receive the Holy Ghost and they actually receive the Holy Ghost there. Hallelujah. All of this is taking you somewhere because when he has revealed this thing to you he's also moving inside your life he's coming closer and closer and what he wants to do is that at the end of the day there will be truth in your inward man you will not just know and revere God by the knowledge you have in your head you will not just know and revere God you will not just follow vision you will not just follow missions you will not just walk by the signs you are seeing because those signs may cease and God now says I want to enter in your inward heart and begin to change and transform you from inside from inside from inside hallelujah david realized but even at that it doesn't still just stop there let's jump now to that same psalm number 51 verse 12 and 13. after that god has now completely moved from your outside and entered you within what does he now do next and david now said After all these things have happened He now said, restore to me The joy of salvation And uphold me With thy free spirit 13, then will I teach Transgressors thy way And sinners shall be converted to thee And when I read this scripture He now said, you were talking about The benefits of redemption, Abi You wanted to administer The benefits of redemption This is the criteria for administering The benefits of redemption Moses administered the benefits of what we call redemption now. David administered it as well. Hallelujah. Jesus was the culmination of that administration and we entered into it by him. And he now said, this is the criteria. I will show you. You will see the vision for your life. You will see the mission. You will see the Goal. I will affect you by teaching you who I am. I will reveal myself to you. I will move further and affect you by signs. I will affect you by signs. You will feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. You will feel those sensations of the anointing. You will be praying and you will see visions. You will feel fire all over your body. You will feel electricity and you you will blast in tongues. These are signs that are outward. Then I will now come inward. I will come inward. I will come inward. Then when I have completed what I am doing inward... I will restore to you the benefits. You will begin to experience the benefits of redemption. You will begin to experience the benefits of salvation. And what will happen? When you now begin to tell people the benefits of redemption, you will not just tell them from the hollow experience of just head knowledge. Are you hearing me? You will not just tell them from signs that you don't really understand, but you will tell them from a nature that is actually inside you because he will move from just a knowledge. From just a sign to being someone that is inside you. Alright. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he has moved from that place, you will also be one who will administer the benefits of redemption. The benefits of redemption. Can you give me Revelations? Chapter 5 verse 12. revelation chapter 5 verse 12 is it there okay and they said with a loud voice this is the benefits and they said with a loud voice what is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing what is the lamb to receive all of these things These are the benefits that ought to show first in your life. If you are to point anybody to this glorious destiny, if you are to make Jesus Lord and King over any life and destiny, when he is Lord and King over your own life and destiny, these are the things that should be manifested in you. Because that is how you will now teach somebody else. And it will not be argument, they will be converted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you seeing why we have a mission, a vision, a mission, and a goal? When you have written it down, also know that it's not just in the writing. The vision is for a time. The vision is for a time. And if you are not careful enough to follow through that journey, you will end up adjudging God to be unfaithful. You will end up calling that vision a lie. Hallelujah. And if you are in the prayer unit, if you are in the choir, and then at the end of the day, you have struggled by your own Um, capacity, from the knowledge you have heard, from what you have just, the interactions you got from the workers retreats. You are just moving by that strength alone. There has not been any personal revelation after that moment. There has not been any interaction with you and the Spirit of God after that moment. Friends, this vision will be like labor. It will be like punishment on you. And when we call us for evangelism on Saturday, it will be like a hard thing. When we are calling for workers' meeting after two services and you are tired and the time is already 3 o'clock, you will be sweating in your seat and you will be angry on top of that when the sun is very, very high and hot outside. Because even when you live here, you will still not go and eat you will find these things laborious. But when you are passing through this curriculum, friends, the vision, though it will tarry, the person that looks at that vision will understand the vision and he will run by it. Hallelujah. The summary of everything I want us to, I have, I've said and I wanted to say tonight is don't just look at this thing alone. Don't just look at it like that. What have you gone back to do about what you wrote down? You attended a workers retreat. You prayed and God showed you who you, he needs you to be. What have you gone back to do about that vision? God did not just give Chapel of Praise a vision. He also gave you a vision. What have you done about it? When you wrote down the vision, what did you do? Can you be on your feet? This prayer we will pray now. Is for people that are already workers. That is, I'm talking about those who are the faith, the called and the faithful. If you are here under the sound of my voice and you and Jesus, you are not even on the same page, I want you to be praying a prayer of reconciliation now. Because this life, as far as Christianity is concerned, will be hard for you. You will never understand it. It will always be something that is still beyond your grasp. But someone that has finally understood, his life will flow with the joy of salvation. Rain is falling, but he's running to church under rain, whether his clothes are soaked or not. You will call him stupid. You will call him foolish. But there is something that he has tapped into, and it is the understanding of the benefits of redemption. You will never see it. And so you will be praying and fasting for, oh Lord, please change that my." D to a B. And that guy does not need to pray and fast. He will just come here and sweep the ground and be singing. Father, you remember that cause? Thank you, Jesus. And then a C will be turned to an A. But that's what somebody else will go and pay amount of money for. But the benefits of redemption has been revealed to one person and the other one is still struggling. Although they bear the same title, Christian brother, sir executive, but something is different about these two people. There is an understanding of what the vision, what the mission and the goal, that God has not just given the church, but he has also passed this thing down, individual. It's an individual responsibility to you. I'd like you to lift your voice, those who are workers in the house, those who are still the faithful, the called, the chosen and the faithful. I'd like you to pray now, Lord Jesus, let the evidence, Revelations 5 and 12, please give me that. Let the evidence, the benefits of redemption, let it show in my life. Let it show in my life. Friends, if this evidence does not show, it will be a hard thing for you to bring others like you. It will be a hard thing for you to bring others like you. Let the evidence, let the evidence, let power, power onto deliverance. Let power onto health. Let power, the power Jesus died for, let it begin to show in my life. You may not think this is an important prayer, but it's a very crucial prayer for your life. It's a very crucial prayer for your destiny. I want to see the evidence. I want to receive the benefit benefits of redemption. How will I now be telling people about the benefits? How will I be administering the benefits? How will I be talking about a glorious life and a destiny? How will I be securing other people's lives and destiny? Because generally, that same vision, that same mission, that same goal, is what God has called you to. He will not give you something far from this one. Whatever He gives you is still inside here. How will I go and be showing people about life and destiny? When my own life and destiny is rotten and in shambles. Lord Jesus, the benefits of salvation, the benefits of redemption, the power you died for the riches you died for, the wisdom you died for, the strength you died for, the honor you died for, the glory you died for, the blessings you died for, upon me tonight I want to see it in my life I want to see it in my life I want to see it in my life, you will not be able to judge God faithful if these things are not showing in your life and when you go out to preach and then you say the Lord is good, let me see it in your own life, when you tell people our God is powerful, let me see the power of God in your life, how that they cannot mess with your own script. Other people's scripts may vanish in the departments, but your own cannot vanish. And even if it happens, you will be calm and quiet. And you will just say, it will, it will appear back. It will appear back. It will appear back. It will appear back. And you will live by different knowledge. You will live by different understanding. The glory that Jesus died for. The power that Jesus died for. The riches he died for. The riches he died for. It's not just spiritual blessings. Physical blessings follow. It's not just spiritual blessings. Normal riches, money and wealth. Bible speaking in the book of Guy, He said, the gold is mine and the silver is mine. You can't be struggling to pay school fees and then you'll be telling people, my God is a provider. Lord Jesus, tonight, the benefits of redemption, the benefits of salvation, I want to see it in my life. I want to see it in my life. And David said, after that I have enjoyed the joy of salvation. Then, I will teach the sinners, I will teach the, 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 the unrighteous, and they will be converted. I will teach them, and they will be converted. There has to be an evidence in my hand. This is what I will show. In the name of Jesus we pray. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, second prayer point. And the Bible begins there and begins to tell us about the Spirit of God. This is another benefit. There are plenty, but we'll just take these three prayers. The benefits of redemption. It mentions, please go down. Two. It mentions the spirit of wisdom, of counsel, of might. Of understanding and of the fear of the Lord. I'd like you to lift your voice and begin to pray concerning this place, And mind you, please let these prayers, like I said, when you have written down the vision, what are you doing with it? After you wrote down this glorious vision, this wonderful and mouth-watering vision, you can even now recite it offhand. But is it just that when you are in church that you are praying concerning these things? I told you, it's not just the church vision; it's your own vision. That's what God is giving you. As far as you are under the umbrella of chapel of praise, unless you leave this church and go to another one then this vision does not apply to you anymore. But in your own personal life, this is what God is is desiring for you. Can you just pray now? Lord Jesus, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might. This is how you will look at someone that is saved and you will say, this one is of Christ. This one is of Christ. These are the spirits that was upon Jesus. The spirit of wisdom, of counsel, of might, of the fear of the Lord. Jesus upon me. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding. When we talk of the benefits of redemption and the spirit that was in Jesus is not in you, then you are talking about another thing. Lord, Jesus, let these spirits come on me tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And the last prayer now, Acts chapter 4 verse 29 to 33. We will not read it. But the Bible says after they had threatened the church, after the government wanted to show the church that they are powerful, the church went inside a small room and then they administered the benefits of redemption. And they said, Oh Lord, behold now their threats. Behold now their strong words. Behold now their dares. They have dared the church. This is what we are now asking you to do, Father. That by your mercy, grant us boldness. They have told us to shut up, but by your mercy, grant us boldness against the status quo, against the wickedness in the world. Grant us boldness. They may be killing people in the north, but grant us boldness against what is happening in my father's house. Grant me boldness to preach the word with power, and by your outstretched hand of your son, let there be healings, let there be deliverances. Can you make that a prayer? Father, grant me boldness. Let me not be ordinary. Let me not be in my generation. As I pray for the sick, they will be healed. As I pray for the sick, I administer the healing of Jesus. As I enter my department, I administer the ministry of Jesus. Ah, uh, I administer the spirit. I administer the spirit. I administer the spirit. Though they threaten me, though they bring down my neck. And after they had prayed, after they had exercised the authority in Christ, after they had exercised the benefits of redemption. My family will know that I serve a living God, grant me power grant me boldness when I pray, I pray with power when I pray, I pray with power, when I speak my words carry power when I speak, my words carry power when I say he's healed he will be healed indeed grant me boldness De-de-de. name of Jesus we pray can you lift up your two hands to heaven somebody here under the sound of my voice the Holy Ghost is convicting you now child give me your all I will give you my all don't give me the part you have been giving. give me your all I will give you my all thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, let there be an administration now. Let there be the release. Where the benefits of salvation had only been enjoyed 30%, let there be a total release now. They had only been enjoying good health. They had only been enjoying strength to serve you. Lord, let the spirits of wisdom... Let him be activated now in their lives. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Let him be activated now. Let riches, riches, spiritual riches, physical riches, blessings, spiritual and physical, honor and power, glory and honor, be released now, Jesus. Chapel of praise will not just administer theory redemption. Will not just administer theory salvation. That's why we are crying out that salvation is free. Let me see the works of salvation in you. Lord Jesus, chapel of praise. Who will administer genuine salvation We will preach genuine salvation We will preach genuine salvation How that a man is saved And saved from sin forever How that a man is saved And saved from the world and darkness forever Let him be a release Jesus Let him be a release Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus, we give glory to you Lord.